listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. We're all in studio. Yeah, we still. are still. <laughs> it's the same day. Because we record back to back episodes. <laughs> I love us in this We're room still in together. the same seats, even. We are even in the same oh. seats. I love it. I'm so yes. glad you're with us today. Rachel, Rachel is here. I'm, I'm so happy. In the flesh. It is amazing. Yes, I'm running ma'am. on like coffee and fumes. But You look so happy, though. <laughs> so great. Euphoria everywhere. Yes. And speaking of gathering of people in one place. <gasps> sorry. <laughs> Are you okay? It's, it's the laughing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Coffee. <laughs> Coffee gives me reflux. Oh. <laughs> it's like, you're going to puke I here. such a mess, you guys. <laughs> you're going to puke in there. Speaking of all being in one place. <laughs> all people in one place. What is your big question today, Bree? Sure. So um, <laughs> it's November. We're yeah. in November now. We are in November. And that means we are approaching the holidays, mm. commercial, sacred or otherwise. <laughs> Got Thanksgiving coming up. We are looking forward to the Advent season, yes. which sort of is also encompassed, I feel like, with the Christmas season. And so today, what I what what the original big question was going to be was, should you celebrate Friendsgiving? Mm-hmm. And for the I'll just explain for the uninitiated what Friendsgiving is. So it's it's maybe its origins are sort of unknown. I think Merriam-Webster wrote an article. The term was discovered as early as 2004. It was added to the dictionary last year, so you know it's oh. a legitimate thing. Only last year? Yeah. For huh. real. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Friendsgiving is usually celebrated the weekend before or after American Thanksgiving. I would say that it's probably the keystone of like the millennial holiday (laughs) experience where the the, sort of the idea behind it is that you basically meet up with your friends and you have a thanksgiving dinner but it's it's a family-free stress-free drama-free super cash like gathering of people so Mm. it's like no drama and you eat stuff like hot pockets and drink rosé <laughs> and that's you know what though i've seen if instagram is any indication <laughs> some people their place settings for friendsgiving are like super or like some people really yeah. put on the dog for I sure friendsgiving. thanksgiving dinner though hot pockets that's friendsgiving casual uh. no drama See, that wasn't my Friendsgiving experience. Okay. But maybe we'll get into this later. Yeah, we will. We definitely will. Cool. So, um, (laughs) if you asked me, should you celebrate Thanksgiving, then I would. Wait. Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving? Friendsgiving. Did I say Thanksgiving? Yes, you did. Sorry, thank you. (laughs) Um, If you asked me if I should celebrate Friendsgiving, I would immediately respond with a very emphatic, why shouldn't I? Hmm. Right? Mm hmm. I love a good Friendsgiving, especially in tandem with like a traditional family Thanksgiving. I personally think it's a both and sort of mm. situation. One of my greatest brain children was <laughs> born 
in 2001, 2002 maybe, early aughts, whatever the case is, a bunch of friends from high school and I, we would sit in the cafeteria together and have lunch together. We invented your welcomes giving. That is amazing. <laughs> Which is obviously the natural response to Thanksgiving. You say thanks and then you say you're welcome. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's basically a celebration where you gather after Thanksgiving. It's usually the weekend after, but it doesn't have to be exactly that. And you basically just bring all the leftovers that you have from your Thanksgiving <laughs> meals and you basically have a potluck of le- it's like a leftovers potluck. Mm-hmm. That is brilliant. That's it perfect. is brilliant. It's perfect. It's amazing. Now, I don't just do that to celebrate the holidays, but sort of all thinking about the question, should you celebrate Friendsgiving, got me to thinking Does this question suggest that you shouldn't celebrate Friendsgiving or that you should only celebrate Thanksgiving in the traditional extended family sense? So I continued cogitating on that and I maybe made some huge leaps and conjectures in the process. But ultimately, I landed on a conclusion that I think is very real and true for many of us. I know that it is for me. And that is... Holidays are complicated, even and especially where family is involved. Mm. So, that being said, Bree's new big question is, <laughs> why is the holiday season so complicated? And, and before, before the, the people come at me for using the word holiday instead of Christmas, I just want to say I'm using the term holiday because I want to encompass Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. So I don't want to say all it's those not words. not just Christmas. And Advent Correct. and Epiphany. And Advent and Epiphany. I mean, those are holiday seasons. Yes. Yes. So just, <laughs> just to give the disclaimer, I probably should have given it at the beginning, but that when I say holiday, that's what I mean. Like all fall slash winter holidays that tend to happen in mm. the same time, the, in this in the same months. Okay. So recent. Before we talk about your new question, can I just say your new question is a lot harder than your old question? (laughs) I made it harder on myself. Your old question, should we celebrate Friendsgiving? I would say is super easy. Do it. Love your friends. Just make sure that your motivation is right and you're not just doing (laughs) Friendsgiving because you hate your family. Love your family. Do Do your family Thanksgiving right. But also Friendsgiving. At a church I used to go to, actually, scratch that. At a church, my husband used to pastor. (laughs) 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 At a a church, at at the church my husband used to pastor at, we, uh, for several years running, had a church Thanksgiving dinner about two weeks before regular Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And which, because we are family, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody's got their blood families that they celebrate with on Thanksgiving proper, but we would have like a potluck. Like mm-hmm. two weeks before Thanksgiving, and we'd have turkey and mashed potatoes and stuff, you know, all the Thanksgiving mm-hmm. things. We'd just sit around and Be enjoy our church family mm-hmm. and give thanks in that way. And I thought that was wonderful. So that question is super easy to answer. Why is the holiday season so complicated? I'm going to toss that back to you, Brie. Why is the holiday thanks. season so complicated? Thanks. I also wanted to point out that Friendsgiving is also very useful for people who work jobs like 
retail who mm. have to work the day after Thanksgiving, although a mm-hmm. lot more places are not doing that anymore, which is super awesome. Absolutely. But my, as my, my husband works a retail job and has to be at his job on Friday and Saturday and our family is more than five hours away and we can't Mm -hmm. travel Mm -hmm. Friendsgiving is a really nice option to have that we can still celebrate with people we love even if we can't logistically be with our blood family Mm -hmm. it's really nice to still be able to be with people for sure for sure you love so yeah um a hearty yes for Friendsgiving yes ma'am yes ma'am so I'm just going to talk about my own sort of personal experiences, Ooh, yeah. what I've, I mean, and what I've heard <laughs> from others. And I also, I, I feel like this is a total discredit, but I found a very helpful article on WebMD. Yes, WebMD. About, <laughs> about holiday depression and stuff. Well, we can, we can include it in the show notes, but it, it tends to sum up my thoughts and feelings about holiday complications and there's you know there can be a wide swath of things that cause you holiday stress and anxiety and just know that maybe you don't have any or only some of these maybe you have all of them maybe it's even worse for you during the holidays than I'm making it out to be but this is this is sort of what I know about holiday stress and and the anxieties and the complications that you may experience at holiday time. So the first one being, and this I think rings true, particularly for me, is that we all have our ideas and assumptions of what the perfect Thanksgiving or the perfect Christmas is supposed to look like, which is usually informed by the stuff that we see on TV or on social media, which is so carefully curated anyway. (laughs) Um, I know we often try to rep, we can often try to replicate what we're accustomed, what we were accustomed to as children. And we Mm want to make sure Mm -hmm. that we still capture that magic for our kids and our family and, Mm -hmm. and all of that. Isn't that the entire plot of National Lampoon's Christmas vacation? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Clark Griswold has got this perfect family Christmas in mind and he is not taking no for an answer. Even if his whole family is just falling apart. I finally understand that movie because we watched that Christmas 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Poignant. For sure. (laughs) So so based upon our assumptions and our expectations and our ambitions, I think it's important to acknowledge that though the holidays can be a time of great joy, they can also be a great time or a time of they can also be a time of great anxiety Mm. and stress. Mm. We talk about social energy. If there's always parties and get-togethers and gatherings and work events and um, concerts, concerts. like you, (laughs) if you are a person that can only take so much interacting with people and being on in the public, like that's going to require a lot more social energy that you may not have the capacity for. So that's Mm -hmm. something to be mindful of. You may be faced with unrealistic expectations by, you know, reading Martha Stewart's Christmas issue and, (laughs) you know, wanting the Martha Stewart Christmas for yourself without the Martha Stewart bank account resources, personal assistance (laughs) and professional photography. I have no, no axe to grind against Martha Stewart. Like, let me just be clear about that. She is her own woman doing her own thing. But making the rest of us look making bad. the rest of us 
feel guilt and shame for not being able to. But you know, man, that woman can put together a flower can, arrangement. Can she not? Mm. Can she not? <laughs> this actually reminds me of a story from last year that I would that I would like to call the Christmas baking meltdown of 2020. Oh. Um, I decided that so I live at home with my husband. We don't have kids. We just have our little dog. Our big dog is not a little dog. Um, but I decided for whatever reason that I was going to have a, just a Christmas baking day. It was going to be me. Maybe my husband would help. Maybe not. Who knows? I realized that as I was baking the everything bagel pretzel bites in the oven that are super sensitive smoke detectors (gasps) uh, were more than glad to be going off for about three hours straight (laughs) Um, to the lady on the internet who posted a cookie recipe that said to use wax paper instead of parchment paper um I like when my kitchen started to smell like crayons. I remember (laughs) this was like strike three. Like it just it was it was L's all day long. And after after the wax paper incident, I remember my husband. God, God love my husband. I remember him cradling me in his arms as I (laughs) sobbed out loud. And I blamed that lady. I was like, this is why I have trust issues. <laughs> like some lady posted a cookie recipe on the internet. Like, but come on now. Seriously, a super sensitive smoke detector, and I have one right now, can really be yes. demoralizing. Yes. My yes. goodness. Yes. You know, my husband, I was baking something recently, and it set off the smoke detector, and I had like five more minutes before I could pull the thing out of the oven. He went and got a ladder and taped up a plastic bag over the smoke <laughs> detector. We removed it later. Don't worry. <laughs> like when we were doing the dishes. But he's like, I can't even take it. Oh. So I hear ya. yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Until you ask your landlord if you can turn down the sensitivity on the smoke detector, and they're like looking at you like you got three heads because you can't you cannot do that it cannot be done so in addition to wanting your christmas life or your holiday life to appear like it's out of a magazine you might find yourself wanting to spend or actually spending money that you have no business spending on mm. like party prep mm-hmm. and cooking and baking large um, pieces of meat yeah like mm-hmm. gifts i mean let's not even talk about the christmas gift situation right mm-hmm. um so we we have all of these elements sort of working against us in order to perfect the holidays in addition to that I think, you know, with all of the celebrating and the partying that we do, the overindulging that we do, it can be a time of excess that has actually been shown to fuel stress. So things like overeating, binge drinking, not getting a whole lot of sleep. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm all about, you know, eating all the Christmas deliciousness and all the Thanksgiving deliciousness, but like seriously like make sure you're getting some nutrition get some good rest stuff like that because otherwise you are not going to be able to keep up right eat some vegetables veggie trays vegetables they're yummy sparkling water sparkling water yes Uh for sure sure. mocktails mocktails are totally a Mm. thing now Mm -hmm. normalized mocktails 
because everyone realized that they were drinking far too much in 2020 when we all stayed home. And so everyone. A lot of people realized they were drinking too much during 2020 when we all stayed home. It's <laughs> true. Yeah. I maybe realized that. And now I don't. Normalize Good. the mocktail, That's especially true. for people who can't yeah. drink alcohol. <clears throat> and then I, I think that there's a, a third element to this that can potentially play a significant role. And Rachel, I'm glad I'm glad that you brought up, you know, don't use Friendsgiving as a replacement for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I think we also need to be mindful that even as we're meeting with extended family or close family, close family, this can actually be a very sad time, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of grief, a lot of guilt, a lot of shame. Mm-hmm. Perhaps in the last year you've lost a loved one mm-hmm. or there's been some sort of tragic experience you've gone through. You may relive traumatic events. You may run into a an abuser at a family function. You might feel inadequate because the, ch- the Christmas of your childhood <laughs> that you so desperately want to replicate is not replicated. And so you sort of feel that that pressure. You might feel inadequate because you don't have the dream job that your cousin has or you don't have the kids that your sister has or, you know, you're not there. Mm-hmm. And that you, question of what's new with right, you? Right, yeah. right. <laughs> You've met well, anybody? Uh-huh. What right. are your thoughts on getting kids in in the in there? What? What? <laughs> No, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Do you guys even want kids? R- right. Yeah, people ask those questions at these yeah. family gatherings because and it's they're very family uncomfortable. and they care. But mm. yeah, 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 yeah. I, and it, it is well intentioned, but at the same time, it can be a very invasive question and kind of a sensitive topic. I feel like for people, and then you have. You have different roles, vocations in society where people feel isolated because they can't be with their families. Mm-hmm. Military people, first yep. responders, mm-hmm. people who work retail that <laughs> have to work on Christmas Eve and don't or they don't have the transportation to visit family or the time to travel across the country to visit family. And mm-hmm. so we will not be with family on Thanksgiving this year. And again, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm already sad about it, but, yeah. you know, we're making some wonderful nuclear family traditions it's it is what it is but yeah yeah, it's but we find ways to to keep in in touch throughout the year and I think that makes a big difference in the family drama Mm. if you've put in the work throughout the year Mm -hmm. to like stay close to your family 365 Mm. then it's just a wonderful more often than not sure. just a wonderful get together but if you've sort of been backburnering your family throughout mm-hmm. the year and then suddenly you have to deal with everything <laughs> around one holiday dinner table that's not a good plan no no don't do nope. it don't do it that is one thing that that came out of pandemic 2020 that was fun for my extended family is that we established zoom calls mm-hmm. with all of my husband's aunts and uncles and cousins because he has a very large extended family and normally they all get together in Nebraska and we we never make it there because it's far away but they were like hey let's do a big zoom call so we actually got to hang out with hang out quote unquote Mm. 
with his family on Thanksgiving for the first time in like right. I don't know five right. years. That's it fantastic. Was, it I was so that. great. Right. So yay, family Zoom calls if you can't be all be together. And of course, we should. I've probably should have indicated this at the beginning because you had also mentioned church family like Mm -hmm. your family doesn't necessarily have to be a group of people that you're related to it can be a church group it could be Mm -hmm. you know close friends or confidants Um, and so I think that it is very important to find those those groups of people if you find yourself maybe estranged from family or you just live too far away so to take solace in being sort of family with somebody else, I think we should embrace that. And I think we do. When my kids were little in our in our church, it was perfectly normal for them to call all the older ladies grandma so-and-so. Yes. They had grandma Fran and grandma Fern and grandma Dixie. And, you know, it was, it was just this wonderful thing that they yeah. had. And it, it sort of uh was emblematic of this this relationship mm-hmm. of family in mm-hmm. church and i just i loved that they had those relationships and their grandparents their actual grandparents never resented it yeah because mm-hmm. more people loving your grandkids ain't a bad thing no yeah. it's wonderful i'll be their grandma too <laughs> You You're know. their zany aunt. Yes. <laughs> Auntie yes. That's right. Auntie B to the rescue. Dear listeners out there, my youngest child adores Brie. In fact, the fact that I'm here right now and she's not. Oh. Despite the fact that Brie actually told her to hide in my suitcase. Yes. True <laughs> story. Audio evidence. Yes, we do. <laughs> Can you put that as an outtake yes, on this? I can. <laughs> so yes, you're exactly right that your family is your family and you have vocation yeah. to love your family and not, you know, just say I don't like this family, I'm going to make myself a new family. But at the same time recognize that when you are in Christ, mm-hmm. your family includes mm-hmm. everyone else mm-hmm. who is grafted into that fine. Sure. Absolutely. So I'm going to segue into some tips for surviving the complicated holiday Ooh, season. Okay. Unless, unless any, like Sarah or Aaron, you have anything else? I love a good do's and don'ts. No, so let's, mm, let's hear some tips. Mm, okay, cool. So I think this is an obvious thing that we have barely even brought up this entire time. Bring and, it up. And rightfully so, because we've talked about stress and anxiety. <laughs> Be mindful of the true meaning of Christmas. Yes. We would not have anything to commemorate or celebrate or meet people for if not for the birth of Jesus Christ. And if you have minimum joy at Christmas, like if you're if your joy levels are like running on empty, Mm -hmm. like if nothing else, like just find like invest that that little bit of joy in this one thing that Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us and did ministry and died for our sins. And we can look for, even as we wait during Advent, we wait for his return when he will make all things new Mm -hmm. and there's no stress and there's no anxiety and there's no drama. It's drama free. It's Friendsgiving every day in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) But not just Hot Pockets and Rosé, hopefully. (laughs) 
If it is, I don't think we'll care. Uh, but yeah, do you mean that probably. the real meaning of Christmas isn't that Jesus was born to give us a reason to have a big party and a Christmas tree and give each other presents? Uh, no. I no? feel like I've heard that somewhere. Oh, yeah, you're probably, yeah. That's not right, though. Oh. That's incorrect. Okay. That's incorrect. <laughs> Thank you, LCMS. Um... In a related vein, go to church. Yes. Go to church. There is no dearth. Go to church. There is no dearth of worship opportunities. And so if you can make the time to get to church, go to church. Go to church. Be in the word. Hear the stories. Take Mm -hmm. the sacrament. Mm -hmm. Be in community with fellow believers. That is something that I think will forever be a balm to my soul. You know, Mm -hmm. you, you sort of... I don't know. I think it's easy to sort of look at word and sacrament ministry and going to church and just these routine things. I think it's easy to sort of look at that as like superstitious, like an outsider might see that as it's like superstitious. But it's 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 not like there's something wholesome and and cleansing. I really feel that when you do go to church and you take the sacrament that. Even if there are bad things that come into your life that happen, because that will happen, you are always hearing this reminder that God is always faithful and he's mm-hmm. forgiven us and everything that has that is wrong with life will be fixed. Mm-hmm. Now, you will have people in your sphere, because I've had people in my sphere, who will look at you and go, why are you going to church isn't fam is isn't the holiday whether it's Thanksgiving mm-hmm. or Christmas and I'm I'm gonna shamelessly page, plagiarize my buddy Peter uh, Peter Slayton on this. Mm. <laughs> isn't it supposed to be just family snuggle time? <laughs> like isn't that the whole point? <laughs> Sorry, I just had a visual of Peter Slayton in family snuggle time, and I do not. I am not well. I am not well. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. (laughs) No, sorry to me. Hugs, but we all we all have that person in our lives who will say, "But your church is cutting into my family snuggle time." Yep, like Christmas morning, Thanksgiving Eve. I had that time set aside for more wonderful, warm family together time. What do you mean we've got to get out of our pajamas and go to Mm. church? Mm -hmm. That's selfish. Yeah, and yet. I got to say, the best family snuggle time happens in the pews. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's true. At least my humble opinion. <laughs> no, I, I agree I, wholeheartedly. I think church really should should come first, mm-hmm. for sure, and let everything else follow. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge, this is, this is more practical, not Jesus-y stuff here coming up here. But just know that what we just talked about is the best thing you can possibly do. Number one. For a less stressful, less anxiety-ridden holiday. Acknowledge complications of the holiday season. You don't have to like that there are complications. I'm not asking you to like that. But we all, to a certain degree, will deal with complications. We won't all have the perfect Christmas. I I don't even think Martha Stewart has the perfect Christmas. Because there's a bunch of stuff that stays on the cutting room floor that we don't get to see. (laughs) I don't think she has the perfect Christmas either, because how could you have a perfect Christmas when you're afraid of spilling on your beautiful placemats? Also that. Yeah. Also that. Love recklessly. Love recklessly, Martha. Love recklessly. (laughs) In the same vein, like embrace the simple things God has given you. 
don't feel like you have to put on these big, luxurious, grandiose Christmas parties or buy like the most, the hottest gifts of 2021 under the tree for your kids. Don't feel like you have to be at every gathering and every concert and just don't overdo, you don't have to overdo it. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. So in a way, kind of like know who slash what your holiday priorities are. So Mm -hmm. talking about, okay, who should who should I be spending time with this holiday season if I could spend it with nobody else? And sort of what what sort of joy do I want to bring and share with these people in my life? Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with warm and caring and supportive people. So if you don't have a warm, caring or supportive family member, which I mean, it happens like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with a group of friends. Surround yourself with your church community. Find ways to have those, to to make sort of those unofficial family connections during the holiday time. Well, and then when you do, you know, if your family is not something that fills you with joy, and I hope they are, but if you then are full of love mm-hmm. from your church family, mm-hmm. from elsewhere, then you are you're okay to just yeah. give it out mm-hmm. and not worry uh, about you know whether your needs are being met by sure. your by your family. Absolutely. I should say I love my family <laughs> and I'm not talking about them here <laughs> because uh they fill me with joy and happiness and love. But I realize that that situation is not everybody's sure. situation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Communicate your expectations with your spouse. that's an important one like oh man like i don't think my husband was expecting the christmas baking meltdown (laughs) of 2020 and it probably would have been helpful for him to have known that like in advance maybe not that a meltdown was going to happen but that i was taking on this impossible task of trying to bake five different kinds of cookies by myself Mm -hmm. and and the the capers that followed. <laughs> Yo. Kind of back to what we said about holiday habits. If you're going to indulge, indulge. Don't, I mean, don't, don't feel like you have to count calories or whatever. Cause I, you know, I'm not about that life. Well, however, however, try to make even more room for fruits, vegetables, drink a lot of water. Don't, you know, don't overdo the alcohol. Get, Get some rest. Mm-hmm. Like eight hours of sleep is is tops, man. I think it's very easy to stay up late at night wrapping gifts or being out late at parties mm-hmm. and etc. But make sure you get plenty of time to rest and and sleep to sort of help you with mm. keeping your life relatively stress free. Well, and when someone when you ask someone what can I bring and they say bring a side. You have a choice. (laughs) You can be the person who brings the fruit salad or the veggie tray or the kale salad. Check out our episode on cranberries. Yes. Or you can be the person who brings the cheesy potatoes, which are also wonderful. Please bring those. (laughs) But you know, you've you've got a choice as to whether you can choose to maintain healthy habits in the holidays while also being festive and Mm -hmm. having a wonderful time, or just letting it go completely. And no judgment here, but I've found that you can bring the veggie tray and still have a 
really good holiday time. Let the record show that when Rachel referenced cheesy potatoes, she did like the Vanna White hand <laughs> towards me. Like she gestured. <laughs> She's like, I'm kale salad. Cheesy potatoes. <laughs> I have no, I have no oh recollection of this moment. I, I can neither that. confirm nor deny. I think Bree just made that up. I am cheesy. I am cheesy potatoes. I'm cheesy potatoes. No, I'm. I'm just razzing you, friend. Don't worry about it. It's you're the only person sitting next to me. I know. I know. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> do you make good cheesy potatoes? Heck yeah, I make good cheesy potatoes. <laughs> if you have the willingness and the ability, and if this is something that brings you joy, devote some time in volunteer service to your neighbor, your church. I'm sure your your pastor and his staff may have may have a number of things going on during the <laughs> holiday season, and so however you can help whether it's helping out with a particular activity, event, planning, you know, visiting people like the homebound, even if I I think it. So at our membership congregation, I'm pretty sure every year we do like a Christmas card tree and you basically pluck the card off and it's addressed to somebody who is homebound. That's a member of the church, but they can't get out to church on a routine basis. Basically, all you have to do is like, Write a sweet little message in the card, sign it, and then it's already stamped and you you put it in the mail. And That is gorgeous. Yeah, That's it, an it, awesome it, idea. It's, it's a very like low stakes, like low, not to say that you should do the bare minimum. Low stakes, or high the, impact. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Absolutely. Like there that, are ways that you can spread joy in, in kind of seemingly small ways that make a big difference just because it's easy doesn't mean it doesn't make a difference right for just because the fruit is low hanging doesn't mean you shouldn't pick it right yeah absolutely unless you're eve sorry <laughs> <laughs> and there the metaphor falls apart <laughs> i was gonna say something else then. oh christmas caroling christmas caroling. go christmas go to a nursing home they with a group that. of friends make sure it's covid safe etc however Go to a nursing home with a group of friends and go sing carols to people who may not have a lot of joy in their lives and they will love you forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they need that too. Thanksgiving, I know there's there has to be a number, any number of organizations out there that deal with clientele that are dealing with food insecurity. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe it's volunteering at a soup kitchen or a food pantry or donating cans of of green beans or putting together meal kits or what mm-hmm. like there are there's no shortage of service opportunities and so if that is something yeah. that you enjoy doing do that make make time for that track your holiday spending closely <laughs> <laughs> keep a budget plan stick to the budget don't go overboard <laughs> That's financial stress is still stress. You, you say that like someone who likes to give presents to people. Yes. It's really hard to not buy expensive gifts for all of the nieces and nephews. I so hard. It is such a problem. Like my gift giving habits are terrible. Like it's it's awful. Like I will spend ridiculous amounts of money on people and not think about the consequences. I walked in the building today and you walk into the cubicle and you say while you're here, here's your souvenir from my vacation and also from the Corn Palace. The Corn Palace! 
<laughs> and I love that about you. I love it. I love. I just love surprising people and making them feel special and appreciated. But sometimes it's to the detriment of my bank account, and sometimes I'm like, well, I probably shouldn't have. Probably shouldn't have spent three hundred dollars on my niece's birthday present. Not that I ever have. That was a hyper exaggeration. <laughs> but it's not outside the realm of possibility, especially on one of those milestone birthdays. Hashtag Sweet Sixteen, right? Which is still a couple years from now. So I'm saving maybe. Um, and then finally, speaking of spoiling your children, avoid the jingle all the way narrative. So for those of you who don't know or not familiar with the film Jingle All the Way. I am not familiar. Please enlighten that either. Which is hands down the worst movie of all time. (laughs) Okay. My husband and I have a movie, a Christmas movie marathon on Christmas Eve. And he introduced me to this movie. And I am... I am flummoxed as to what his problem is, how, like, why he likes this movie. <laughs> so the basic, the basic premise is it's, it is a movie, I think, from the early to mid-90s. It stars Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, man. <laughs> and the premise of the film is... Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I love Sinbad, but this is a bad film. <laughs> But the basic premise is there's this this toy that's the hot item of Christmas 1990 whatever. Tickle me Elmo. T- it's the t- it was the Tickle oh, me Elmo. Man. And so I think so it was one of those things where there was one of them left. And they were they both it's kind of like they both had their hands on the box at the same time. And so all like all of the hilarity and and drama ensues because they're fighting over this one hmm. toy that it cannot be found in a 500 mile radius on a store shelf anywhere. And if you want it, you have to spend like forty five hundred dollars for it on eBay. Hey, that could be hmm. a, a like real story this year with the supply chain I issues. I don't <laughs> doubt it. It happens every year it anyway. Every year, every year exactly. anyway. And let me just tell you, as a as somebody who was spoiled rotten as a child, like your kids will not remember or appreciate that you drove to thirty six different Toys R Uses to find the thing that was on their Christmas list, like. They're not going to do that. I'm so glad. That makes me feel better about buying my children, like, socks and bath towels. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? They love those bath towels. Yeah. They do. Yes. They do. Books are always a great option, too. (laughs) Well, when you haven't bought new towels in, like, Mm -hmm. 15 years, and you get each child. You get the fluffy ones. Fluffy bath towel in an individualized color. Oh, Oh, see, yeah. yeah. I can see that being a real winner. Mm -hmm. That would be really cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm certainly not, you know, speaking to my therapist about how I never got that hot Christmas toy in 1997. You had other topics. Yeah, I have, I have other, <laughs> other more pressing, needs. other more pressing issues. Like I don't I, even remember what the hot the hot toys were when we were kids. Doodle Bear, two words. Oh, doodle Bear. I, yep. That is the thing that my parents went everywhere to find and they, sure they found we were it all children at the same no. time because no. Bray and no I were, we were. Yeah, uh, yes. what was your to- what me. was your toy Aaron probably cabbage patch kids See, which I did I not have, get as a Christmas present but I, I did get one I have a cabbage patch because I have older brothers that are mm-hmm. about your age yeah and I yeah. had I mean we did one. get one I don't remember being a hot 
I still At have some mine. Point it was though the hot ta- the hot present. Barbie True story. Dream house. Oh, Barbie. Mm. Mm. Oh, when yeah, I definitely when I go to my parents' house and that my brothers come with me, we still play with our cabbage patch dolls. That's oh. how much I love them. Wow. <laughs> but you know what though? You're right, Bree. I don't look back. I don't look back on my life and go, man. I wish my parents had bought me that. Barbie yeah. Dreamhouse uh-huh. no. or that Polly Pocket yeah. set. Oh yeah. gosh, Polly Pocket. Pocket! I love Polly Pocket back when it was a choking hazard. Right? <laughs> they were it's so whack. tiny. It was whack. <sighs> yeah, but, but I, you just, the all of my holiday memories don't have really anything to do with presents. Yeah. Not my favorite ones. Yeah. yeah. Children have a much different view of status symbols than adults do. Mm-hmm. And so as an adult, buying gifts for children at any time of the year don't rack your brains too much over it like if slash when we have children i'm not going to so neither should you and i'm i would make a good mom so you should take that advice you're welcome Uh, and i begged my parents for an american girl doll and then i got one and then i was like Meh. Right. <laughs> and we survive it. We survive it. It's not as traumatic as you might think. It's really so fine. It's really fine. It's really okay. Buy them the bath towels. Maybe get them a toy because towels are kind of boring. But <laughs> it you doesn't it doesn't have to be the hot ticket that everybody else wants. I come by this honestly. I remember one Christmas when I was a teenager. My mother wrapped up and put under the tree herbal essences, shampoos, and conditioners. Oh my goodness! Which was amazing because we usually only had Alberto VO5 in the bathroom. Truly organic experience. And her... They were so fragrant. Her philosophy was, and I I respect this and try to embody this, get somebody something that they would have to get for themselves anyway, but get it nicer than they would get for themselves. Oh, I love that. That's a good tip. Mm -hmm. That's yes. a very good tip. We always give my mom a night or two. Like, we give her a coupon book of, like, we'll cook dinner for you and we'll clean the house and all of these, like, more experiential yeah. things. Yeah. She loves it. Yeah. Does she cash them in? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes. I would, like, lose that the first week of January and be like, didn't I have a coupon book for that? Oh, that's funny. Oh. So, I guess, in conclusion... <laughs> As this goes on for 20 more minutes, because that's what happens. Despite all of the holiday garbage, like the complications, the anxiety, the guilt and shame you might feel, also remember that God in Christ has made you enough. Yes. All of the badness and brokenness you might feel this holiday season has been nailed to the cross and has been defeated Mm -hmm. and If that's not the reason why we most look forward to Christmas, then I don't know what is. And Thanksgiving, too. And Thanksgiving, too. I mean, we've sort of bounced back and forth between Christmas and Thanksgiving. It really became Christmas, didn't it? It did. But I want to go back to Thanksgiving, because as soon as you said Thanksgiving, honest to Betsy, my mouth started watering. I love (laughs) So apparently, I am very ready for Thanksgiving. (laughs) My favorite meme that... Back when I was on Facebook in a much larger capacity, there was a meme that I would post every year that I saw it. And it was a woman of size, I'll just say, in a kayak. And this this lady was photoshopped onto a pile of mashed potatoes <laughs> with, with gravy running down it. And so the caption was, this is me thinking about Thanksgiving. So I'm basically... 
kayaking down a mountain of mashed, mashed potatoes. You they know, could be cheesy mm. potatoes. Too. Cheesy potatoes. Yeah, I would. That would be me. Except instead of the mashed potatoes, it'd be stovetop stuffing. Oh, um, with the yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Like I know people do fancy stuffings, dressings, whatever you want to call it, but uh, I, I love stuffing. I like simple. You I know, don't one, even care. One other thing that I want to throw out there that while traditions are great and keep the traditions when you can mm-hmm. but also don't feel like you have to be a slave to the tradition yes because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes sometimes it's okay to deviate from from what has been mm. in the past mm-hmm. and there's nothing magical about tradition right well, <laughs> and also have your heart open and ready yeah. for new traditions yeah, mm-hmm. exactly but it's not a closed yeah, book exactly. i know my husband and i have for the last couple of years, it was part of his his odyssey into the Navy, mm-hmm. paid a lot more attention to what we eat. Mm-hmm. And so all of my traditional favorite Thanksgiving foods are beige and mm-hmm. loaded with butter. Deep fried brown lunch. <laughs> they are just hot fat carbs. Yes. Yeah. And so having realizing that I have less of a taste for that mm-hmm than I have before and thinking, okay, how can I keep the things that I really love Mm. about this Thanksgiving meal, maybe cut back on the portion sizes and then expand the menu for some new things that will be healthier. Mm. Veggies. And winter squash. Become the thing that my kids will think is normal at Thanksgiving. Yes. Yes. Roasted Brussels sprouts with a balsamic glaze. Yep. So good. Mm -hmm. We're definitely having those. Spaghetti squash casserole. Yes. 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 There's mm. so vegetables do not have to be boring people. No, they don't. They do not. Exactly. No. So yes, I agree. Yep. Mm-hmm. That traditions are wonderful, but you don't have to be a slave to them and you, you can don't. always, mm-hmm. always start a new tradition. Yep. In mm-hmm. your own family. Yep. Yep. Put your own expectations on it. Mm-hmm. There you go. Good point. Excellent. That's all I got. I am now hungry. Yes. <laughs> for Thanksgiving food. <laughs> Me too. And looking forward to Christmas, so... (laughs) Me too. Ladies, if you have your own stories, your own opinions, your own answers to these questions... How do you survive the holiday season? Yes. Mm -hmm. We would like to know. You can share your opinions and your stories in our Facebook group, The Lutheran Ladies Lounge. Find us there. You can also follow us on Instagram at Lutheran Ladies Lounge. Share your photos and things and whatever and tag us and we might share that into our own stories. You can find all of our episodes at kfuo.org slash Lutheran Ladies Lounge or on your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Cheesy Potatoes. <laughs> and I'm really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Snack time. I thought you were going to say kale salad. Dang oh. it. I mean, I'm, that, I'm definitely that too. I'm kale salad. But now I'm thinking about cheesy potatoes. Mm. And I'm thinking maybe I'm cheesy potatoes and kale salad. <laughs> it's both. Both and. We it's are a Lutheran. Lutheran both and. <laughs> That's right. Tension we can hold. You can bring a kale salad and Aaron can bring cheesy potatoes. I'll see what I can Tomorrow. <laughs> Aaron's probably got it cooked up already. I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind.
Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies' Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at kfuo.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Join our community on Facebook in the Lutheran Ladies' Lounge. Here's an idea. Sneak into your mom's suitcase (laughs) so that when she comes here on Friday... You will be here also. <laughs> Does that sound like a good idea? I don't think she she would like that. <laughs> Rachel's probably like, what did she say to my child? <laughs> okay, bye, okay bye. Love you. Bye. I you- love you too. <gasps> You'll never know what I asked her to do. That they have it recorded. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know how much she talks about you, Brie. Oh, oh yeah. This is a lot. Role model for the children, TM. <laughs> yes.